0: Well, good evening everybody. It is now 7 o'clock p.m. sharp, and yes, we are back at it again. Uh, My name is Andre Anderson. I am host and founder of BSTL. And of course, by now you should know that BSTL stands for Building Something That Lasts. So anyways, I hope you're keeping well. Of course, the weather is incredible. It's getting warmer and warmer, and I'm excited for that. I know winter is always around the corner when summer starts. Uh, So I'm really excited about this. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, I'm even more excited about having um, our guest on today. Um, uh, He's not just a guest. He's a good friend. He's a father figure. He is... Uh, what what else can I say? He is somebody who has a mind that everybody should sit at his feet. Uh, you know what? Let me not try to introduce him. Let me just go ahead and say hi. Alan Bucca-Jones, good day and welcome to our podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Andre. I'm quite happy to be with you.
0: Yeah, and look, let me just say this. Um, when you agreed to come on, I had a big smile on my face, but I didn't let you know I was smiling because I didn't want you to know how excited I would be uh, to have you on our podcast. So, welcome. I heard it
1: in your voice. Man.
0: <laughs> you know, that's the thing. One,
1: one of the things they teach you when you're doing broadcasting yes, is that you speak with a smile and you have to physically have a smile okay. for your voice to come over with a smile. Okay. There's something I've noted from day
0: one. All right. So, you know And and I'm slightly
1: smiling right now.
0: No, you're not slightly smiling. You have a big smile now that I know. Now that I know. So anytime we talk on the phone, if I don't hear you sound like this, then I know I'm in trouble. So guess Uh, what?
1: Not necessarily in trouble, but (laughs) it's a different vibe. Going at that
0: time. It's a different vibe. So, Alan, why don't you go ahead and tell us just two things about yourself that maybe people already know or um, they don't know? Well, I started out in theater mm-hmm. from Excelsior High
1: School in Jamaica. Okay. I was in the school choir. I was in the choir, the National Chorale of Jamaica, mm-hmm. as a baritone bass. Mm-hmm. I was a lead singer in Oh Happy Day, <laughs> which is a song that mashed it up all over the country. Yeah, you know yeah, where yeah. We go, we got. Standing
2: ovation.
1: Yeah. A- and, um, so that's how Denise and I actually met. Okay. In theater. At the little theater, there's a national pantomime that usually happens every year. Okay. Uh, the 26th of December, we went for the audition and I saw this spindly, Afrocentric looking woman coming to the rehearsal and I said, wow. Mm-hmm. And you knew that she was And then about the one. two weeks after, we chatted, and she invited me to go to... Uh, there was a production happening in New Kingston at the time. They mm-hmm. so would have two tickets if they like to come, for sure. And the rest is history.
0: All right, so that's one thing, and may her soul rest in peace, right? Um, yeah. Very nice lady. Um, I loved her, and uh, I always enjoyed... Uh, speaking with her you know she would always make you feel like you were the only person in the room and that takes a special kind of gift and so I know for you and your sons um, the loss is tremendous um, but we're also people of faith right so we know one of these days we're gonna buck or bump into her again uh, when God comes to take us all of us home so that's one thing so you got to give us one more thing so we know how you met your wife we know that you used to sing a baritone kind of thing we know that you are an actor uh, we know that you're funny uh, is there one more thing you want to share with us
1: um yes i'm a cartoonist say that again i'm a cartoonist
0: I Oh do you cartoons.
1: Oh, you do cartoons. Not as much as I should have. Okay. And it's not too late now, you know, but, um, I used to do cartoons. For the, the green in Jamaica, that's the national paper. Okay. And uh, I do it now and again for friends. Okay. When I'm sending a note to them. So I, I actually love cartooning.
0: Well, you know what? I feel like I'll send you a picture of me, and then we'll see what you can do, okay? And I might be able to use right, right. it somewhere. So okay. So today, um, Alan, we wanted to have a conversation, and who better to have it with? Um, you know, on our podcast, we talk a lot about leadership. Uh, you know that leadership is important um, to me. And, of course, the challenge is, that for some leaders, especially when you're a little bit younger and you don't have as much life experience um, yet, um, most people, I'm sure, have nerves about where do you start? How do you carve uh, this leadership thing out? And of course, um, people all over the world, they know about Jones and Jones, um, but this may be the first time we're having this kind of conversation this way um, on this podcast. So we want to talk about leadership leadership and carving away in uncharted spaces. That's what we're going to talk about today. Why don't you lead us into this and help us to understand how did how did this start for you? So beyond meeting your wife, um, beyond moving from Jamaica, um, tell us a little bit of the travels, because I think the travels is what, ta- is what um, uh, creates the carving.
1: Well, I guess you have to recognize Something that I heard after I was actually doing it. I went to a pharmaceutical conference in Europe, mm-hmm. and one of the speakers said, Do not let the perfect be the enemy of the possible. Mm. And I saw that's profound. Mm-hmm. That's how I really kind of operate. You can't get everything together mm-hmm. before you start. Right. But if you have the will and the determination, you can start with what you have and go ahead. So that's key to know, and next thing is key to know in terms of leadership business is if you don't know where you're going, when you get there, you'll never know. Okay.
0: So then... You know, so... Yeah, go mm-hmm. ahead. Go ahead, please. Sorry to interrupt So you.
1: how we started this pantomime, this faith business, in which has expanded somewhat since we started. We actually formulated a lot of the stuff while living in Jamaica. Because I actually designed the, the logo we used in a rough way. Then we called the company Jones & Jones Corporation. has mm-hmm. since since Jones & Jones Productions Limited.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we kind of, we, we left Jamaica at the height of our our kind of popularity in the theater business. You know, we did, I did a lot of I did a film, Salome.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I played a part of John the Baptist oh, by nice. Oscar Wilde. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still have copies out of them. I share it with you.
2: Okay.
1: And um, in many different productions, Papa Jokers, uh, Two Pantomimes, uh, Johnny Reggae, and um, there's another one. I don't name just right now, but... So we knew we had to kind of do... When we came to Canada, I mean, being that active in theater in Jamaica we knew we had to do something to get that going in Canada because it felt lonely. Mm. And um, so we looked at what was going on. I found that most of the, the black theater that was happening was uh, Montreal comedian history mm-hmm. to some extent, but that didn't reflect the Caribbean spirit and the Caribbean world. Mm-hmm. So we started with our first production in Toronto. Mm-hmm. It's called dukuno, Mm. the okay. late 80s. Mm-hmm. Dukuno, of course, is um, a Jamaican food. Mm-hmm. It's a food that's used over the Caribbean. You have some people call it. Some people call it conky. Mm-hmm. In Jamaica, we'll call it dukuno or blue. Well, I can't use the term. That's what I call it, <laughs> blue drug.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's what it's called, right? So it's yeah. okay. Yeah, okay.
1: I was about to say blue panties.
0: <laughs> I think the other one is better, so it's okay.
1: Okay, just to make it more palatable <laughs> to the ear for the yeah. people listening. Yeah, you know? No, it's okay. But,
0: this is and that's another thing. To, you have to be real.
1: Yeah. And I'm kind of like a real guy. Yes. When I go to church and I hear the pastors think certain things, they say, why don't they look at it from a black perspective? Yes. That's how we operate. I'm always questioning that sort of thing. Sure. And with a with, um, lot of respect, too, when I question stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's how we, we came we, we wrote a lot of the scripts. We had some scripts in Jamaica. And at that time, the Jamaica Canadian Association, the head office was on Dupont Street, Dupont and Arlington, that area. Okay, downtown. And we drove down, drove down from Sudbury, because we lived in Sudbury. Mm-hmm. In fact, before you talk about how we started, yes, let me tell you a little bit about how we actually moved to Sudbury. Okay. I came here... Early in January, January 31st, in the early 80s. And um with my sister, who lived in Ajax. Mm-hmm. After about five months, I got a job with a industrial chemicals company as a technical representative, mm-hmm. which meant my job was based in Sudbury. That's I knew nothing at all about Sudbury. And uh, I had to traverse uh, northern Ontario, up as far north as Capascate Casey. Oh, okay. Just to give you some perspective of where capital casing is. Yes. Sudbury is three hours north of Toronto. hmm And then three and a about four and a half to five hours north of Sudbury. Well three hours north of Sudbury was Timmins, hmm So we're talking about four, five, six, seven hours north of Toronto. Wow. And then to get the capital casing, you'd go another three hours, two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. It'll be about nine hours total. Mm-hmm. And you're going farther and farther north. Yes. So I would wake up to a lot of minus 40 degrees centigrade. Oh, yeah. Which is when the two scales meet. Yes. Fahrenheit and centigrade. Yes. You have to plug in your car yes. a heater that heated the oil the oil container in the engine so yes. that it wouldn't get too fiscal. Yes. Sometimes I had to use my shovel to shovel snow off the ceiling. Mm. Of the car, the top of the car. Yes. But one good thing about it, the coldness of Sudbury is that it's usually not overcast, it's usually sunny. Mm-hmm. Uh, crisp when you walk in the snow, you feel your nose kind of sticking together. Crisp, 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 crisp. Yes. was mushy. Yes. And um and we had fun. You know, when I look back, I would leave normally if I'm going to work in Timmins for the week. Mm-hmm. I would leave, or half a week. I would leave on Sunday evening, but because I wanted to spend more time with family. Yes. Because I had my first appointment at 7.30, seeing some doctors in their office. hmm And um, in Timon, in Timon, is three hours north. three hours was in 15 20 or 20 minutes north of Sudbury. So I would leave early in the morning, rather than leaving overnight. Yes. I'd get up at 3.30, leave at about 4.30 yes. or earlier. Yes. And head, and the only thing I had accompanying me was just my cassette tape in my car, uh, a beverage, a warm beverage, and I couldn't park the, the car the night before because my samples would maybe freeze, so I had yeah. to keep it in the car heated and just head north, me, one, on God. Well, here's the head thing. Head north.
0: Here's the thing then, um, Alan. For you as a young, black Jamaican man to move from Jamaica, transition from Ajax to go all the way out to Sudbury, part of this carving the way sounds to me like courage is required in there,
1: right? Yeah, I wouldn't look at it as courage, then. you know, you just look at it as something you had to do. Okay. But I guess it's in it, we dealt with so much courage as a people. Mm-hmm. That's when it presents itself with MC scores. he doesn't know.
0: So here you are, um as one who is a cartoonist, an actor, a singer. But what you're doing out in Sudbury has nothing to do with that. No. Okay. So
1: But that in in my full time job mm-hmm. what we found part time activity in terms of Starting the Sudbury Afro Caribbean Association, which is a black organization. Yes. Denise actually started that. I assisted. Most of the work went to her. She was a president.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We had a singing group to teach the young kids folk songs. At Denise's funeral, one of the songs we ended with was, Alle Hallelujah, Hallelujah, I chose that song because I know she loved it. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the songs we taught the young black kids mm-hmm. growing up in Sudbury. Sudbury is quite white, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's quite, you know, there were a lot of native people there too. Yes. First Nations. Yes. And um, so it's not particularly Caribbean. Mm -hmm. The mining community where people work in copper and copper Mm mines, a lot of them Jamaican. Yes, and we we brought the 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 community together. So and we had the Afro Caribbean Association singers. Yes, and we went into peripheral areas of Sudbury, singing different occasions, Uh, Multicultural Day, Canada Day. We participated. I remember I sang the National Anthem about three times. Nice. So it was good. We incorporated and let our, let our presence be felt in, in Sudbury. Denise was yes. the art support of a CBC. Yes. Every time there's a new production happening at Sudbury, Theatre, she would go review it and then do it the next afternoon on the evening program. Nice. Uh, she did a series on... Uh, serious train accident in Northern Ontario. Mm-hmm. I remember one morning I was heading out to work. I think I was going to a place called Espanola. Mm-hmm. This is about um, 40 minutes, about 50 minutes from Sudbury going west. And I could just hear the song, sun is shining, the weather is sweet here. Then he's dropped Bob Marley and them. Yes. And that was just so different from what he experienced because the sun... Was shining, but it was also very, very cold. Yes, and that's inspiring. And just to go to another different point, I just want to make here: when I, when we did what we did, my major satisfaction was standing off stage and in the shadows. Nobody could see me from the audience, and just look at the audience what they're doing. People were just having so much fun, and I would a lot of times I would cry. Yes would run down my cheek and I said thank you Lord for giving us the opportunity
2: yes
1: to at least let your people feel liberated and happy yes because a lot of us here are stressed you know yes when they can't hear something bump back home yes it moves you in a a different way yes and I I I count it all as a blessing that God has given me this opportunity to work with someone else Denise and the kids too yeah because before they could walk, before they could appreciate what we did. Yes. They were sleeping on the tables at shows. Yes. Backstage.
2: Yeah.
1: Remember Denise used to host Caribbean Swing. Yes. On 89.5 CIUT. Yes. And when she was in the, I, I did the technical aspect in the next room. Yes. She was an on-air host. And um, Jesse and Jeremy were many times sleeping under the table that she's doing the show.
0: And I like that. If they that. get up and
1: start crying, mm-hmm. it could disturb the show. But it was natural, and she'd make a light of it and deal with it in a very diplomatic manner.
0: Well, Alan,
1: so it's a family show.
0: So, Alan, I want to pause us here, right? Because, look, um, I'm enjoying the fact that I'm getting to to go down this road of history. Um, With you, but you've now um, pivoted a a little bit, and you're now saying another thing that I think is important, right? Because on this podcast, the the emphasis is on the leadership piece, and while you and Denise are carving a way forward, and you're you're not shy to introduce the culture of what Jamaica looks like through the lens, um, your lens, anyways, you're also introducing. Um, your sons uh, to something that is becoming, uh, even right now, a part of the legacy that you're still building. So this, this Mm -hmm. idea that you have them under the table or in the background behind the curtains in the production room, you know, it's, it's almost like there's two things that are happening simultaneously. You're making history and you're creating history. Do you want to say a little bit more about that?
1: Well, as much as to say, I fully agree with you. We didn't venture out to make history or create history now. Yeah. We just did what had to be done. I mean, I remember we came here. I mean, Jenny's got a posthumous award, a Juno award from the Caras, mm-hmm. which is Canada's highest music honor. Mm-hmm. And this was because of the work she did in getting a a Juno category assigned to reggae, Mm -hmm. which is our music. Yes. And um, it just happened, we were walking downtown once, the Akif Center, which is at the corner of Front and Young Street. Mm -hmm. And uh, we saw some black individuals with placards walking Mm -hmm. While many other people are just passing and going into the theater or into the space. And we thought what's happening here. And then we realized the struggle was something to get the Juno category. Mm -hmm. And then we said, but why don't they try and go meet with the Juno people rather than us out there Mm -hmm. demonstrating and everybody's walking in? Yes. There must be another way. And so then he found a way and through negotiation and chats with them, they established the reggae category, Ah, giving it the respect due, and that's a significant change. Yes. Very significant change, because it's entrenched now in the Juno Awards.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And um, so that was her work primarily, and most of the work that she did, I'm there in the background helping out Mm -hmm. and facilitating stuff to happen. And and a, that's why we call the company Jones & Jones, too. It's, it's kind of like a unit, thing.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you this question then, right? Because, um, you know, most leaders or people might think um, that you've got to have a boardroom. You know, you have to have this space that has, and maybe in those days, chalkboard, which evolved into whiteboard, which has evolved into the smart board. But if you're out there in Timmins and you're leaving at three o'clock in the morning, and maybe there might be times that Denise and the boys might travel with you, depending on what day you had to go, where where did you guys create these ideas? Like, where is the meeting of the minds? How does this look? Is it happening over some dumpling and 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 Is it happening over a a nice warm drink of of Ovaltine or or Milo? Like. Where does all of this come together? All of the above. All right. I mean, we'd sit
1: down for breakfast and we're talking show. Yeah. And Jesse and Jeremy, they're there hearing it. Mm hmm. And they get into the culture now where they realize you don't need to have a boardroom per se. Yeah. Or they need other the people with the right minds and the right vibe to get it going. I remember when we did Dukuno, yes. the, the first show we did in Toronto. Um, we were coming from Toronto, heading back to Sudbury. I would say, we don't even have a theme song. And all of a sudden, a rhythm, uh, uh, melody came in my head. do kun a do kun u tan ba ba da ba pa da pa da pa Do-kun-u-make-you-see-so-fine. pa da pa da pa do kun a do kun u tan da ba da ba pa da And then we taped it. We had a tape recorder. Yes. Those days were back in the day where we didn't have like That's iPhones right. or anything like That's that. So right. no, we taped yeah. it. Yeah. And that became a nice little theme song because we got two of the top horn players, a guy named Joe McCormick who played trombone. Mm-hmm. And then Nathan Brackenridge who played trumpet. hmm so They would carry that guy. pa mm-hmm. Eddie Bullen. Ah, Eddie who, Bullen. You know, yeah. yeah, Eddie played piano. Oh.
0: That guy was a genius, is a genius. You know, that was a long
1: time before Eddie kind of burst onto the scene. Yeah. So we knew he was talented. So it was, it was, and the whole show was a success. We, we, when we came down the first night to do the show, yes, we stayed at the Carlton Inn on Carlton Street. Uh huh. Carlton and Young. So we left the rehearsal at JCA hmm On DuPont Street. Yes. Went to Went to Um to get changed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we came back, we couldn't get a parking spot. Oh wow. The whole place was spot So we knew that something was happening inside. Yes. So we came inside the place packed to the rafters. Yes. And there was one funny moment in the place. Yes. Because I think the police recognized that. The place was maybe overflowing with people, I maybe mean, over capacity capacity for the facility. Yes, they came in, and during that scene when Denise was to call the police, mm-hmm. the police were actually real in reality <laughs> in the in the auditorium. Yeah, and Denise punched it with a little more gusto that night, you know. Uh huh. I beg you to no, call the police. Uh huh. And everybody just bustled and they didn't laugh. Now the police they couldn't understand what was happening. Yeah. And that's how she was on stage. Yes, very dynamic and could respond to any situation. Yes, in fact, the whole team was like that because that's how we we're trained. Yes, no surprises. Yeah, anything that happens, you just come back to where you, you should be.
0: And I'm glad you said that, but, Alan. Um, the the dynamic part, all right, because uh, we're pulling it back to the leadership piece. Um, you know, sometimes we forget um, that there there is a cultural piece that goes along with leadership. Um, I think sometimes because of those that may be responsible for writing the books, or those that are on television, or those that are on podcasts, there's a certain formula um, that people forget. Um, also exists within uh, the black community, the Caribbean co- community, the, the the people of color uh, community. Leadership is also dynamic. And I think what, what I'm hearing you say is just as your meetings at the table around your food were dynamic, so too um, were the plays that you were a part of. Um, and, and and maybe I'm I'm also wondering as we um, think about where your sons are now taking Jones and Jones, where does um, this organic dynamic thing take root for the next generation?
1: Well, it's it's up to them, you know. I mean, they they under, underwent the training; they know how we operate, mm-hmm. so, and, and they're actually moving in that direction already. I would overhear Jesse talking to some of his friends on the phone. Mm -hmm. And I would kind of giggle in my mind Mm -hmm. because it was reflective of how we thought. Yes. And how he's thinking now. Yes. Because Denise didn't talk much about racism per Uh, se.
2: Uh huh.
1: But she knew these things were there and she oriented herself so that she could take advantage of opportunities that were there. Yes. And was not a big, quarrelsome person to. Cause sometimes you don't have to deal with problems by like causing friction between different groups, you know? Yes. If you go with the right principles and they, they go by the rules that they have put in place. Yes. Why shouldn't you get it? Because you're doing, you're living right up to what you said you would do. Yes. So without making a big noise, she got things done.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and, and I, th- she- yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no. that's then coming going from a far away to from school
0: mm-hmm.
1: in in Jamaica, in Tertiary High School. She was uh, very active. She was a part of the never never black dancers. Mm-hmm. So she knew how to orient herself with her talent and her ability. And she was quite she was quite bright actually.
0: Yes, yes, she was very very bright. Yes, she was. You know,
1: if, if I can I'm say not, this... not overbearing with her brightness, very humble, but knew what she had to do. I knew her place.
0: She reminded me of Oprah. I got to be honest with you. Um, there were times, especially when I was uh, pastoring at um, your church, um, there would be times where her and I, we'd be able to sit down or stand up and talk. And I just remember thinking to myself she reminds me, or, you know, maybe uh, it's Oprah that reminds me of her. Either or, uh, there was a similarity, there was a smartness um, about her. There was, as you've already called it, this dynamic um, personality um, where you never thought that, you know, there would be something that would be impossible for her to do because everything that she conceptualized, she just made it so real.
1: No, that's her... I remember even Jambana, not Jambana, Caravan. everybody going, some of the kids going downtown. Yeah. And she came up with this idea of having jump up for Jesus. Yes. And yeah. the time that turned to East on the, on the lawn, and yes. people a lot of people came, would come.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: She knew people like to jump up. So why don't you just jump up for Jesus instead?
0: That's right. And I'm glad that you've added that, Alan, because... Um, You know, I think that there's an intersectionality between this carving a way forward and your faith, right? We often don't talk about it enough because especially when we're talking about a corporate setting, we almost, um, we wash away uh, the role that faith, um, what your faith is goes into the type of leader that you are, the type of uh, dynamic leader that you are. Um, But for both of you. Um, both Denise, yourself, and your sons, I think that you all as a family have embraced um, the reality that if you are going to lead and carve things out, it doesn't just take courage, it doesn't just take wit, it doesn't just take talent, but it also comes with um, positioning yourself behind what the undergirding is for you, which is your faith.
1: Exactly. A lot of people, for example, are afraid of reggae music. Mm-hmm. So it's not the Lord's music. Reggae is just a vehicle, It's like a car. It's the people that carry in the car. The content that makes the difference and make one sort of music good and one set bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I unapologetically love it. It's our music. It's our thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't support the the bad lyrics and the cursing and so on. Yeah, but reggae is one of the the best music ever. Look mm-hmm. how people are embracing Bob Marley now. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I listen to some of Bob Marley's music and I think this should be sung in church.
2: Yeah.
0: It's conscious.
1: Very conscious. And we have to know ourselves in this society and every society. Know who you are. Mm-hmm. You're a child of God. Speak yeah. of yourself and be your chest high. Yeah. And be proud of who you are and what you are.
0: Yeah.
1: Without apology.
0: So, Alan... Um, yes, sir. I, I got one more question. Um, and now we finished already, yeah, w- look, believe it or not, it's already been 30 minutes of this, um, a okay. great 30 minutes, but let me just, maybe I'll put your feet to the fire by saying this. Um, I don't think that we've finished our conversation, but this may be part one of many more that need to happen because again, you are a part of history uh, definitely strong leadership, both you, your wife, and now your, your, your children. They are taking the mantle, and they are running with it further. It, you know, and of course, what I watch your sons do, You know, even Jeremy, uh, what I watch him doing with the camera, his ability to get the right angle, to capture um, a moment, And then put some music behind it. Oh, he has such a creative uh, genius. And then, of course, um, uh, Jesse uh, in front of the camera as he uh, uses very uh, intentional words and sentences to uh, create his craft and and still embrace uh, who he is as a black young man of Jamaican parents, African. uh, Born Born in Canada. Born in Canada. All of that. He's been able to navigate uh, some of the invisible and visible challenges that come along with being a person of color. But what I really would like from you then as we wind down um, our conversation today is to ask you this, when it comes to carving this new way forward, this uncharted area, What is the one takeaway that you would like to leave with young leaders, right? Because not everybody's going to be in the arts, right? There's going to be different leaders that are occupying different spaces in the marketplace. But the principle of that which you and your wife and your sons have done, it, it is constant regardless, so I wonder if you wouldn't mind to give us the one takeaway, the major thing for young leaders, older leaders, leaders that are thinking about transitioning and p- pivoting. Is there a thing that we need to know from you as somebody who has a vast amount of experience?
1: Yeah. Um, basically I would say you, you need to live with intention. Mm. So everything you do should fit into that big picture you're trying to create where you're, where you're going. hmm Everything along the way. And listen to older people. A lot of the young people nowadays don't want to listen. Not a criticism. I know they're very quick to act and everything is very immediate Mm -hmm. with social media, a bit slower in our generation. But you need time to ponder. And if the older heads Mm -hmm. can ponder and point you in a direction that if you go there Remember using this example and I things to think just yet yeah, at global television.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If we tell you that there's a pothole around the corner. Yes. Listen, don't you better say you, you'd rather drop in a pothole and learn for yourself. Right. There are certain pitfalls that we don't have to experience to know that it's going to be disastrous. Yes. And if an older head tells you something, yes. to somebody whose judgment you trust. Yes. Give it a listen and ponder about it. Yes. And maybe take it on because it could help you. Yeah. And most times it will because a lot of people from Jamaica, for example, say my grandmother used to say. Yes. Or my granny used to say. That's right. You know, there's a, there was a lot of more listening to yeah. then. But yes. nowadays, young people seem to be too much and you have to know yourself. Yes. Know who you are. Yes. People will smile in your face but they don't mean any good. You have to have the the perception perception in your in your gut yes. and that those things come by the presence of the Holy Spirit yes you know you might meet somebody and say well I'm a spirit and I take that person there now yeah The a vibe that comes to you immediately make you know that person there's something maybe negative about that interaction with that sure. person yes and be watchful and be mindful of that and pray and just focus and keep God as your ultimate friend partner and and, and um, leader. You want to be in leadership, but you have to be led by God first. Mm. And then you can lead others. So you, the deer take people to places that they have never been to. That's what the leadership is all about. It's dynamic. Yes. Things change. Yes. So you have to be aware of what's happening to be able to lead. And if you don't know where you're going, when you get there, you'll never know.
0: Mm. Alan, uh, i've enjoyed this and i've always enjoyed uh sitting down uh and listening to you share your wealth of information and you can be certain as uh, somebody i think that is young enough to be your son um that i'm watching and i'm still listening to all of the information that you've been sharing all these years um i want to thank our Mm -hmm. listeners for tuning in uh and again thank you alan um, Bucca Jones for, for joining us yet again. Uh, the reality is it takes so many different nuances, but definitely I, I really like the one of listening to those that are older, listening to those that have gone before you, uh, partnering with leaders that know what it's like to carve out another destination, a new destination. And of course, the vision and if, if nothing else, and, and, and um, I need to say this, uh, there are a lot of great things about Jones and Jones, but very few leaders have a cutting edge vision like you and Denise and Jesse and Jeremy. And I promise you, uh, people beyond the African, uh, Jamaican, Canadian uh, community have been blessed. By what you have brought to the table And I'm saying thank you before I tune out So again, um, this is BSTL um, Building something that lasts And sometimes in order to build You've got to go back to those That have uh, started from scratch And made a way out of no way Because they know exactly what they're doing And all we have to do This next generation coming behind Is take the principle And apply it to this new generation Until next time, take care Thanks for joining us Bye for now.